When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, no more time is going to be wasted. You guys know what show this is. This is, in fact, Into the Net FC, the greatest football podcast in the history of the world. You all know who I am, and you guys know what I'm here to talk about because you guys already saw the title, so you know what's going down. My God, I have never been more worked up. I have never been more frustrated, dumbfounded. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Clearly, this thing is mind-boggling. The adrenaline, the energy, everything is through the roof, and it's so freaking overwhelming. And my God, all over social media, from Facebook, from X, but we still call it Twitter, people are angry at this. A lot of people are saying that this is arguably the worst handball decision from VAR ever. But that kind of seems to be the case every time. It seems like one case after this one becomes the worst one. So the bottom line is is that people don't understand VAR. But quite frankly, they do not like it. And they just wish that VAR would be terminated once and for all. But I seriously doubt that that will happen. Alright. You know what? Let me just say this right off the bat. Whether it was a handball or not... It's pathetic that that's what it took PSG to stay alive, alright? It's pathetic, because PSG, with all that talent, with everything that they have, okay, it should not have gone down like that. So let me say it one more time, just to be 100% crystal clear. Even if it was indeed a penalty, a handball, it should not have been that way, and it's pathetic that PSG had to rely on that to keep their hopes alive. At the same time, maybe people would say, well, your boy Mbappe scored a goal. Okay, yeah, because everybody knows how much Mbappe means to me. But the fact of the matter is that a penalty in these particular circumstances, in my honest opinion, this affects the guy too as far as his reputation and as far as his legacy goes. But I don't want to take anything away from Mbappe. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll be honest with you. If there's one person that probably... Okay, Maximilian Bretos. At first, he was... You know, he expressed his confusion. But based on what he said, you know... After, you know, And he shows, he shows it on his Twitter. And he basically said that something about the hand rules, you know, having to be rewritten, etc., etc., etc. But he ended by saying, bad luck, but he declared it indeed a handball. Now, some people say it's not a handball... But some people say because of the rule, the way the rules are written, it's technically a handball. But mind you, they put it in quotation marks because it's a handball, which means it's not a legitimate handball. Yeah, I know this is probably confusing the hell out of, out of a lot of you, but... You know, several years ago, according to my good buddy Steve, and I will actually be quoting Steve on several things right here, you know... But, you know, I think basically, you know, see, he says several years ago, with the whole thing, the ball-to-hand thingy, it would not have been ruled a handball. 
But you know, but the, exactly again, how the rules are written today, you know, it really it really tells a whole different story, you know. All right. So basically, I texted him earlier, and he started by saying this, and I quote: "The way they are calling a handball now, I think it was appropriate. Some of these calls bother me because that was a ball to hand, and a few years ago that would not have been a penalty." Okay. So basically, at first, you know, now that he's saying he feels that it was appropriate, at first it would tell me that maybe Steve does see this as a penal, as a legitimate handball. Now again. I do not want to put words in Steve's mouth, but, you know, but then he does explain, and I quote, but in the defense zone, the defender arms are away from his body and the ball hits their hand. It's going to be a penalty every time. But under the way they are making that call now, it's a penalty. So, you know, it, it just kind of seems to me that, you know, I mean, obviously Steve... You could tell Steve basically looked deep into the into the replay. You know, it, it just kind of, it it just goes to show that sometimes you know. And I will say this: it's based on how the rules are, but I think the reason why it was the it was basically declared a, a handball was because the player had his hand stretched out in a certain way. Now the ball hit him in the chest, you know, around the rib, chest, chest area. I mean, it's hard to tell, but it hit him. It hit him. It bounced off him, and then it hit his hand. So I mean. Again, you know, again, for me, I already said at the beginning, it doesn't matter whether it was a handball or not because, again, it's honestly pathetic for PSG that that's what it took for them to stay alive because they should have already been up by a minimal of two goals. Now, I'm currently in a discussion with this with my good buddy, Rod Angelis, and, you know, and, and then I told him, you know, and he's basically explaining that the argument is that it was in a natural position, which is part of the rule. And then I explained that a lot of players put their hands behind their back to kind of avoid these things because they know that anything could be ruled a handball, whether it's correct or not. So because there's all these dead giveaways. So so after I told him, you know, that that's what they do to avoid it, he, he's asking me, but how can he put his hands behind him? He was at play and running. There's no way he could do that. And he wasn't even attempting to block the motion of the ball. So clearly, I mean, even though all over Twitter, you know, everybody's saying this was not right. I mean, Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer, who, of course, we know is a Newcastle legend, he expressed his outrage over this. I mean, he is unhappy. Now, I should mention, one of my listeners of the show, Dennis, who's a, who lives in Newcastle, he's a strong supporter of the Magpies. Obviously, in the, I mean, Dennis, since I know that you're going to be listening to this, I'd like to know, because since you're, you're always listening, watching me on YouTube, I need for you, buddy, to give your thoughts, your full, honest thoughts, down below in the comments, okay? Because I need to hear your perspective. I think the entire world needs to hear your perspective. So basically, I mean, this whole thing is... It's arguably debatable, okay? Now, first of all, I should mention, because, you know, this episode, I'm going to talk about AC Milan, but right now, honestly, i I got to get all this off my chest. Because, you know, again, you know, from all these particular scenarios that I'm saying, you know... Based on what I said from friends, you know, again, I already declared the fact that, to me, it does not matter whether it was a handball or not because PSG should have be, should have done a better job. PSG should have already been winning. It shouldn't have come down to that. So that's, that's straight from the top. So, you know, so at the, at the same time, you, you know, like, you know, I basically came in mind that I'm going to bury PSG deeper than I ever have before. And, you know, some people will say, well, some people are saying, well, be careful, Alex, because a lot of people believe that the penalty was legitimate, but I did say this, 
Well, like again, it doesn't matter whether it was legitimate or not because PSG should not have to rely on such a thing to win the game. And that's where they all agree. Yes, Alex, you are absolutely right. It should not have come down to that. PSG should not have been in a position to where they need VAR to save the day for them. So yeah, it is in fact embarrassing for Paris Saint-Germain. So, now I want to take uh, another look at, um, you see, now my buddy Steve Adams, um, you know, he, he actually, he communicates with uh, Max Bretos all the time. And he replied by saying, the way they are calling handball these days, it was the correct call. So that right there tells me that, you know, Steve is basically explaining based on how the rule is written, based on how the rule is established, it's a handball. That technically does not mean that Steve believes it's a handball. Now, Steve gave a particular different perspective based on the text message, message from me. So, But Steve does explain something similar to what my buddy Rod did. They're saying in the defense zone, the arms are away from his body and the ball hits their hand. It's going to be a penalty every time. So, But he did say at the beginning that in his view, the way they are calling a handball now, he believes it's appropriate. So again, he's basically saying it's appropriate based on how the rule is. So technically, that does not mean that Steve agrees with this. He's basically explaining based on how the rule is. So, you know, but, but then again, you know, he, did, he does say one more time that these calls... They bother him because, again, it was ball to hand, and he mentions that a few years ago it would not have counted. I mean, take, for example, back in 2002, the World Cup, in the quarterfinals between the United States and Germany, a lot of people believed that the USA was robbed after a German player allegedly committed a handball penalty, but, you know, of course, German supporters are going to say it was ball to hand, so it shouldn't have counted. So, you know, a, a lot of times legitimate handballs are are ruled out. So, I mean, again, you know, VAR, you know, I've said many times at the end of the day, it's the referee who makes the official decision. VAR just shows what happens. So, technically, it's the referee who makes the who made the bad decision. But it just goes to show that, honestly, VAR just adds more, in, in, more, adds more insult to injury. It makes the whole situation more frustrating. And, and I kid you not, a lot of people on Twitter are saying that football is dead. I mean, they basically are, if they haven't lost their faith in the sport yet, they, they may have done it now. This, is, this may be it for them. Now, in my case, as frustrating as it is, I'm, I'm going to continue to carry on loving this sport and covering it, obviously, because this sport has a huge significance on my life. But, you know, and I'm glad that I was able to get Rod and Steve's per, uh, perspective in this one. Now, understand this. Like, what I said based on Steve, now, you got to understand, Steve is giving different perspectives based on the rule, you know, how he feels so... Basically, he explained, based on how the rule is, I mean, that's how it was counted. Now, in my case, the dead giveaway was because the player's arm was out. So, I mean, a lot of times, the way the hand, the arm is, it's dead giveaway. But Rod did make a good point that you, how can you keep your arms back like that when, you, when you're making a play? I mean, you, you've seen players try to make take charge, and they have their hands like this. So, uh, I don't know, but... But based on what Rod and Steve said, they have their own particular perspectives and their own thoughts on it. And these guys, Steve, Rod, and of course, obviously, I'm curious to know what the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain has to say. I'm obviously uh, keen to, under, to to hear what Uncle Matt has to say. All of you out there that love football, that listen to the show, I'm particularly keen to know what you have to say about it. But But one more time, let me make this perfectly clear, even though I already did. It does not matter to me. It does not matter whether it was indeed a handball or not because one more time, 
PSG should have been winning cleanly from from already. PSG probably already should have been up three to one, because PSG missed too many opportunities. Okay, at the same time, Newcastle probably would have pulled off a one of the biggest wins in the in the club's history. And, and the fact of the matter is, you know, going in, in this game, you know, PSG could have been in a position to where you know they could almost you know fail to qualify for the knockout stage, but they probably still were qualified for the Europa League. So. At the same time, you know, it's very, it's very difficult to understand this thing, but the fact of the matter is, in PSG's case, let me say this, PSG, this is nothing to boast of, this is nothing to really to even brag about, because the fact of the matter is, you did not win when you should have won, okay? Now, PSG has one more game against Borussia Dortmund, okay? Now, as far as uh, Newcastle goes, they'll play their final game against AC Milan, and AC Milan is in such a bad predicament that <laughs> Newcastle United could could very well take out all their frustrations on AC Milan. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, if AC Milan fails to even qualify for the Europa League, that is going to be bad on me because I had AC Milan being as one of the heavy favorites in this Champions League. Now, before I actually get uh, any further, first of all, I'd like to give a huge shout-out to Rebecca Arnold. She is actually a football writer for Snack Media. I've seen some of her work. I've seen some of the stuff that she's posted. She is a well-knowledgeable and educated expert on the sport of football. Rebecca, if you happen to be listening to this, I strongly admire your love and passion and knowledge for the game. I hope to one day have you on this show. If, I, if we can make it happen, if you'd like to be on, please just let me know. You are following me on Twitter. The DM is open. Please let me know. If you want to be on the show, I will make it happen. Rebecca, shout out to you. Thank you for everything that you do, and keep doing it. You inspire me to continue along with my buddy Steve. You are one of the many inspirations that, can, that have me convinced to keep going. Thank you, Rebecca. All right. So now moving on a little bit, now, before we kind of go on deeper about AC Milan, you know, the fact that, and Bob, you know, the whole handball, how it was just so deep in the stoppage time, I mean, the fact that it was eight minutes of added time, I had a feeling something was going to happen. I mean, you know, and again, you know, the fact that it should, shouldn't have come down to this, you know, I look at PSG's lineup, you know, and, and of course I mentioned PSG's three-headed monster, you know, Randal Kolomwani, Kylian Mbappe, Usman Dembele, you know, that three-headed monster in the front three attack, I mean, again, that basically justifies and solidifies when I say that it's pathetic that PSG had to rely on a VAR call going their way to salvage the game in their favor. So, that still convinces me PSG is not worthy of winning the Champions League. They should not be considered serious contenders. But honestly, I've been saying that since even before the tournament started. PSG is not a favorite. They should not be considered a favorite, okay? And quite frankly, if PSG ends up being, ends up being uh, eliminated in a very humiliating way, then quite frankly, it's not only karma, but quite frankly, they deserve it because it's going to prove that they are, in fact, not that damn good. In fact, they are probably, honestly, not good at all. Because even though PSG once in a while does put up good results against the, against the competitive teams, overall, the track record is a big negative. So, yeah, one, one more time. PSG does pick up good big wins over the co competition once in a while, but overall, the track record is beyond convincing. It is bad. So, oh, man. 
So you're looking at it, and I'm looking at the stats, you know. Well, obviously the, the stats are going to say uh, a bit of a bit of a different story, but man, you know, seeing the, the ratings as well, it's just you know, man, I, I, I don't even know what to say because you know you, you kind of look at all the missed shots, you know, everything like that. I mean, the fact that you know they had 31 total shots, but you know PSG had seven shots on target, you know, and, and the only one that counted was off of a penalty. You know, 10 blocks, you know, PSG, 10 of their shots were blocked. And you know, according to Goal.com, you know how many big chances PSG had that were missed? Huh. Not three, not four, not even six. According to Goal.com, and based on what I saw in the highlights, PSG had at least eight big chances missed. Now, Goal.com says eight, but again, sometimes I see another thing different that I consider a big chance. But the bottom line is the fact that Goal.com has it at eight, and the fact that I have it at least eight... That is even more pathetic for PSG. So once again, that solidifies my claim that it should not have come down to what came down under the controversy at the end. And the fact of the matter is, it even further solidifies the fact that PSG had to rely on VAR to save them. It's pathetic because they had more than five big chances missed. And that right there is unacceptable and it's embarrassing. So, that right there, you know, how the hell can I take PSG so seriously? So... This this is just absolutely embarrassing, you know. You know, 30... I mean, check this out. 38 clearances by the Newcastle defense, man. <laughs> Six saves by Nick Pope. Huh. That's incredible. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, this is bad for, for Newcastle because, you know, PSG is now in second place. Now, PSG... If PSG actually suffers a loss, I mean, that's really... I mean, God knows what's going to happen, but the fact of the matter is the fact that today AC Milan... Lost 3-1 to one at home against Borussia Dortmund. They are one win, two draws, and two losses, okay? The fact of the matter is, Milan still has a chance. I would have figured that they are absolutely dead and buried, but no. AC Milan still has a chance to somehow, someway qualify for the Champions League round of 16. But honestly, I don't think I can see it happening because AC Milan has just been absolutely terrible in the Champions League. And Newcastle is right now honestly going to take the opportunity to solidify themselves as a team that got robbed and that this whole thing against PSG was an absolute travesty of justice. It was an absolute fluke. And if Newcastle actually easily eviscerates AC Milan, you know what? I'm going to say that Newcastle, honestly, they proved that they are a good team and that they deserve to be taken a little bit more seriously. So, so as far as I'm concerned... Uh, you know, AC Milan, I mean, their supporters are, all, are very unhappy right now with how the team's going, you know. The fact that my boy Olivier Giroud missed the penalty earlier in the game, I mean, that really did not do them any favors. So, you know, Christian Pulisic, you know, the fact that Christian Pulisic was, was, was regarded as a guy who's got to carry the team, you know. The fact that anybody's ever in a position to where they got to carry the team, I mean, that's already a bad thing. That is already a bad thing. So, you know... And looking at the stats, I mean, losing 3-1 to one at home and you know, seeing Giroud miss the penalty early on and then four minutes later, Borussia Dortmund's awarded a penalty and they, and they convert. Now in the 37th minute, AC Milan equalized and I felt, okay, well, they got the second half to pull it off, but they didn't because Borussia Dortmund added two goals in theirs. So, you know, you know you're looking at, looking at the starting lineup. You know, the fact that Pulisic was playing against his former club and then it ended up being an embarrassing, uh, embarrassing result. You know, Mike Magnon... Pretty brutal for him. You know, seeing Olivier Giroud being used as the sole striker, as the number nine, and then behind him you've got Ruben Loftus-Cheek in the center along with Pulisic on one side, and then a pl player named 
Chuck Wuzier on the other. Don't really know about much about this guy, but he's actually the guy that scored for AC Milan in this one. So, a uh, player named Samuel Chuck Wuzier, who plays for Nigeria. So, you know. So really, it's re it's really unfortunate because you know you had Paul you know, all these talent right there, but I mean a AC Milan just got absolutely demolished. <laughs> You know, it, it probably honestly could have been worse, you know, you know, I'm because I'm looking at, at the stats right now, you know, Milan had a longer ball possession, and, you know, Milan, you know, according to this, you know, two big chances missed, and, you know, while Dortmund actually had zero big chances, so, you know, you know, obviously the penalty is, is, is the penalty miss was a big chance miss, but still, when you're awarded a penalty, I mean, that's kind of considered, you know, not too uh, convincing, but, oh, man, and, and seeing AC Milan right now, at the bottom of the group, I mean, the fact that right now that they still have a chance is because Newcastle, Newcastle, you know, didn't get the win. So I would imagine that if Newcastle got the win, AC Milan would probably be officially out of contention as far as the Champions League round of 16. So, man, it, it's a it's a shame that AC Milan has just had to look so bad in, in, the, in, the, in the in the Champions League group stage, but. You know, right now, honestly, the fact that they still have one more chance, you know, to get it done, you know, honestly, because, you know, the final game, you know, the final game, you know, taking place next month, you know, you know, I mean, Pulsic, you know, you know, honestly, I mean, reacted to this, and it's just a shame that, you know, he's the one who has to carry the club, you know, to kind of, like, basically keep it, you know, to keep the hopes alive, and with all that talent that AC Milan has, you know, with Giroud, with Loftus-Cheek and everyone, you know, it's just, you know, it's not right. It really isn't, so... So looking at the, the final uh, Champions League game, I mean, it's going to be on the road against Newcastle, so... It's going to be on the 13th of December, so I think at this point, AC Milan is officially screwed. And if Milan gets embarrassing... If they suffer an embarrassing loss in Newcastle, that officially... I mean, that, that, that's going to keep them... That's going to keep them from even qualifying for the Europa League, so if, if Milan loses bad, then Milan's going to basically be out completely out of European competition... And I wouldn't even be surprised if the manager got sacked as a result. So, you know, it's tough luck for Milan, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, they they got nobody to blame but themselves. You know, you, you can call it an unfortunate set of bad luck, but at the end of the day, there's just no excuse. So, you know, and, and now I'm looking at a story how, um, how, the, how the Newcastle manager is blaming the PSG crowd for, for the controversy. I mean... Uh, you know, and of course there was that story how PSG and, and Newcastle fans, you know, had clashed in Paris, you know, things that were getting out of control, you know, completely, you know, that, that's the hooliganism of the fan base of the sport, so, you know, kind of looking at how, you know, uh, that whole thing of how he, he, he blames uh, the crowd, I mean, I guess I can understand why, because, you know, people would say the crowd put the pressure on the referee, but I'm not, I'm not willing to take things that far, but, but looking at it, you know, PSG's final, uh, Champions League group match, man. You know, and P and PSG, you know, is suffering from this one. You know, the final game is going to be on the road again at Dortmund. So, you know, Dortmund actually secured qualification. So, we'll, we'll just see how all things go. But I want to, I want to be surprised if Dortmund actually destroyed PSG. Now, PSG actually got the win in the first meeting. So, if Dortmund wins and if Newcastle wins. That's actually going to mean that neither PSG nor AC Milan qualify for the round of 16. Now, I will say this. Back when I did a Champions League preview along with my buddy Steve and, of course, Mr. David Scappin, you know, he and I, David and I, we predicted that PSG would actually finish bottom of the group. So, 
Now, if PSG finishes third but doesn't qualify for the Champions League, that's almost just as good. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make my prediction fully true. But, but right now, honestly, <laughs> Dortmund is fully motivated, and PSG, the fact that that the fact that VAR bailed him out on this one, PSG has nothing to basically to brag about right now. Because on, honestly, the fact that they've got two games in league on a play, they got a, a, a game on the road against Le Havre, and then they they, haunt, they host not at home before they get on the road to play Dortmund. PSG right now at this point, you know, they may they may very well be screwed. But you know what? Honestly, if they do end up shitting the bed against Dortmund, honestly. It's going to be beyond karma, but it's actually going to fully prove that PSG is not, not I shouldn't say not that good, but quite frankly, not good at all. And hopefully, if PSG fails to qualify for the round of 16, hopefully that'll convince Mbappe that he needs to get that hell out of there. But that's just another story for another time. I don't want to bring up the whole Mbappe-Real Madrid thing again, because, you know, that's obviously quite annoying, and, you know, it's, driving me, it's been driving me crazy for many years now. But, yeah. I am fully set on the fact that Milan is very likely screwed and PSG is very likely screwed. But at the end of the day, they did this to themselves and they got nobody, nobody to blame but themselves. And as far as Newcastle goes, there's nothing you can take away from them, especially with Dortmund. So if Newcastle and Borussia Dortmund do in fact end up advancing, well, quite frankly, you cannot say that it was under controversy because you know what? Newcastle was one that was, you know, basically had to suffer because of the, because of this. So, so at the end of the day, we'll just see how things go. But honestly, right now, PSG, if PSG, honest at this point, they do not deserve to advance. Absolutely not. And I did say that I would bury them deeper than I ever have before. It might not seem like I did, but you know what? I did in fact bury them in a way that I never have before because. Not only did I say that this team is really honestly not good at all, but quite frankly, they do not deserve to advance to the knockout stage. They do not because it took a freaking VAR decision to keep their hopes alive. That is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Nobody should take PSG seriously at this point. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, honestly... You know, and this really does based on on this whole VR thing. I mean, this damages this damages the reputation of the sport. You know, beyond repair. So, man, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, one more time, whether the penalty was legitimate or not, PSG should not have had to rely on something like that. PSG should have already been at a very comfortable lead. They should have won the game with. Great confidence with a tremendous performance. They failed to do it. So that's why PSG should not be taken seriously at this point on. Perhaps, quite frankly, they should not have been taken seriously from the beginning. But based on a couple of decent results against Dortmund and Milan, maybe at this point I felt that briefly we should change our mind. But after what happened today, no. Absolutely not. So I'll say this again. At this point, AC Milan and PSG... They do not deserve to, to advance because, quite frankly, they are both just not good enough. Sorry, but that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the God's honest truth. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Podcasts. It's available anywhere where you, where you get your podcasts. So here's what I need you to do. Listen up and listen good. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure to hit the notification bell... That way, I know for sure that you will not be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. 
Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. And one more thing. If you have friends or family members that love football and they are looking for a great and exciting football podcast to listen to, then I promise you this is the show for them. So please have them subscribe to Into the Net FC. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and God bless. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.